0: Uncover the secrets of your unique, creative, entrepreneurial brain and learn how to control it, so you can finally live up to your true potential. Yes, many things that are easy for other people are challenging for us. But if we learn how to control our interest-based nervous system, we can do things that other people can't even imagine. I am your host Maurice and I will help you to understand yourself, and teach you the tools, techniques, and behaviors that will unlock clarity, energy, and focus. Welcome to the ADH Doors podcast. What's up, guys? I mean, the ADH Doer here with you, and we're with Mike here, who is a serial entrepreneur, and he's going to talk to us about a lot of great things. I'm excited to have this interview with him. Uh, Mike, welcome with us. I'm very happy to be here right
1: uh, I, I want to tell you also I want to interrupt you really quick because I am yes. good at that I'm really happy <laughs> because I feel like if I die and never say any of this stuff to people there's gonna be so much missing I, I'm so excited anyway oh, I, can-
0: I love this excitement thank you thank you for coming I uh, really I, I thank yeah. you for coming I enjoy uh, talking to uh, people like you and um, uh, well I mean Talk, talk about yourself, man. Talk about what you do, who you are. Uh, Just brag if you can.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. First of all, I love bragging, but then the second I start doing it, I hate it. Um, (laughs) I am a real estate agent investor. Um, I'm getting into commercial construction development and sales. I've been in sales my entire life and I have, massively struggled with attention problems. Like if you were like, hey, that guy Mike has ADHD, people that know me will say, huh? That's an understatement. Um, Throughout my entire (laughs) life, literally, I have been like bouncing all over the walls, trying all different sorts of stuff. And I have like a million hobbies that I'm very good at. Um, And when you and I were talking earlier, I actually, I came up with three things that I wanted to discuss specifically, and I wanted to tie them all into brain development for people like you and I, that do not have the innate ability to focus on something quickly, efficiently, and effectively. Yes. So what else about me? Um, (laughs) I I actually had to write them down because I won't be able to remember all them if I start thinking about it, but I have a bunch of random hobbies and these are some of my hobbies um i like cars i like gunsmithing i like fitness i like barbecuing i like investments um i like economics i love to collect books i love to study ancient history like egypt Mm -hmm. i like to collect crystals i love playing music and collecting music i build guitars i build watches i do photography I randomly program stuff um, like electronics. It just keeps my brain going, and I'm slowly learning to do um, drafting stuff and architecture. But that's very slow.
0: And did you say? Did you mention photography, or or, or, or
1: did I forget? I love photography. <laughs> I <Awesome>. love photography, <laughs> Man, I've awesome. been an I, I have been an avid photographer, like on a professional level, for uh, four years and I've been into photography for about nine. Um, I've mm-hmm. owned a whole bunch of DSLRs. That's not why I'm good at it, by the way. It's not the camera, it's yeah. the person. Um, but photography was one way for me to calm my mind and then share with you what I'm seeing. Yeah, so
0: um, you so you do find it hard to kind of define yourself, like, right, with
1: all sorts yes, of your- and- <laughs> Yes. And people are like, Oh, you're a Jack of all trades, but no, I actually think I'm really good at a whole bunch of things. Right. <laughs> and I, I figured out how to do it. So.
0: <laughs> That's nice. Well, I'm happy for you. So thanks. Who were you when you were a teenager? Uh, were you always like jumping from thing to thing too, or did it something? Yes. Is it something like- I got,
1: I got bad grades unless I wanted to, then I got impeccable. Mm -hmm. but no i usually got bad grades because i didn't want to focus or couldn't focus one of the two Um, i was kind of lost i was trying to find my group of friends Um, i have different hands than most people so my pointer fingers are much longer and my other fingers are shorter and the Mm -hmm. joints are funny so a lot of kids picked on me when i was little they called me all sorts of names and i didn't really feel very well accepted and uh, usually I was friends with like the runts or the outcasts or people that also got picked on. You know, school, I actually, I didn't go to school, I was homeschooled. And because my mom probably saw this, but I made friends in sports and I did Boy Scouts and community activities and swim team and this and that. And so I was always, in classes, I took different classes, but like I was never actually in school. So who was I was a teenager. I was very, very, very creative. Um, I liked to build things. My parents um, were really cool about letting my mind wander. Um, Mm -hmm. I could build like a two-stroke engine on a motor scooter. I could build one like top to bottom by the time I was 13. And like most 13-year-olds I know can like barely use Instagram. I'm and kidding. I, but, you know. I, I don't even know what this is, by the way. What this oh, is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a motor. It's like a small motor with one piston, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one piston. And it's the, it's the ring, the one you hear oh, on a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was also into science a lot when I was a teenager. And I also went down a bad road of uh, partying and drugs and um, hanging out with the wrong people how long did it take
0: how long did you spend uh being in this bad road
1: and i also was addicted to smoking cigarettes um the bad road took me about seven years seven years seven years from from
0: from which age to which age
1: Probably, uh, maybe eight years now that I think about it. it uh, took me from about seventeen and a half to 26 right So right around there. you
0: would define yourself as a late bloomer, right? because not, did something happen
1: before you stopped like using all of those drugs, et cetera, or Well, let me tell you this: even though I was doing those things, I was still creating and I was still ah, okay. um, I was still working. I made a lot of money. Like I had really cool business ideas. I was doing a lot of good things, but I was just, I think I was running from who I am, from who that I believe that I am and who I wanted to be. I was running from that. And I think I was trying to use substances like alcohol and drugs to numb the pain. And really what I found out was that was just an inner hurt that I didn't want to deal with. Like I didn't want to face what was consuming me and therefore i was a slave so to myself which is crazy
0: yeah i mean man I, by, the, by the way addiction it's uh it's a persistent pattern that i'm seeing in my group i mean a lot of people are uh, have yeah. have gone through this this period uh, oh
1: it's true before we get off the um, interview i want to tell you my step-by-step process on how to overcome smoking so really? talk of, remind me yes i have a yes. whole process and it works okay it let me also, write, it,
0: write it down
1: write that yeah because let's go over that i've been trying to quit for so long and then i finally figured it out and now like even if i want to go have a cigarette i could but most people that do that they break and then they have to go buy a pack and they go right back into it because their brain has a whole power or a whole like slew of mm-hmm. habits. They have the habits right there. And It's like as soon as they get back into one, it's like when the water, you know, water goes through dirt, right? It digs the dirt deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's like a canal. And as yeah. soon as they start pouring the water, whoosh, just goes right into it. So tell, I, us the, tell us this process. Let's, 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 okay, uh, we'll go it right on. Okay, so. Smoking is several things. It's a mental and a physical addiction The physical addiction is not as hard to get over as you think But it's not easy. I smoked for 10 years. Okay, heavy heavy cigarettes. It's not easy I'm not discounting anyone, but I will tell you at the end of the day When you look at yourself in the mirror and you say I do not want to be a slave to this stupid thing you can start so when you get to that point, here's the steps. And then here is why they work. Okay, so you are addicted to something mentally because you have neuropathways that fire every time you do something. And so when you do something over and over at the same time, like how many people do you know that smoke?
0: Um, practically everyone.
1: Okay, so <laughs> they smoke when they're happy, they smoke when they're sad, they smoke when they win, they smoke when they lose, they smoke when they get a break, they smoke after they eat, they smoke when they wake up, they smoke after sex, they smoke before bed, and on and on and on. Every time you do something like that consistently, you build a habit in your head, okay? You could call it a hypnotic rhythm you give yourself, you're Mm -hmm. under your own spell. So when people say, oh, I quit, I go cold turkey, and then they start again, that does not work it uh, works for some people but most of the people it does not work especially not people like me mm-hmm. maybe you too here is how you do it you start by breaking one habit the morning cigarette you might say why why you start by just breaking only the one and once you have consistently probably for 30 days broken the first cigarette then you go to two you you stop your 10am cigarette now you have done the first two and you're not smoking till maybe lunchtime and you that's, smoke for That's that's absolutely of genius man
0: so you kind of uh, break those those uh, those habits that form when when you for example when it's the morning you kind of think what's missing right now it's my cigarette so you you, you got to identify when you usually smoke and then break them down into periods you break and-
1: them down and let me tell you why that works because once you break two, now your brain has a new habit and the new habit is beating the old habits. Mm-hmm. Whoa, think about that for a second. You have the yes. new habit of overcoming the old habit because every time you fight yourself in your head, your brain goes ah! like for a bit, right? Your body <laughs> wants it, this, that, and the other thing. But once you tell your body no, and once you tell your head no, once you tell your cigarette and your lighter, no, you program. So now you do it two times and you start programming the new habit of saying no. And once you get all the way through the day to when you finally stop, you have now overcame the habitual pattern of the addiction, which yes. this, is not, this is a little bit science based and a little bit f- uh, feeling based and a lot of it experience based. You know, I, I kind of know how the neural pathways fire. You know what I mean? You have the the transmitters and the Mm -hmm. receivers and they just go like this a whole bunch of times and and then they get more and more and more, um, ingrained, they get more deeper as they go. So yes, that is my process. And you can translate this process to studying, to focusing, um, and to, uh, working out to discipline. Take notes, guys, take notes.
0: (laughs) So... So. (laughs) So, um, I mean, how, how important did, did you, uh, because you mentioned you were homeschooled. How, how important do you think that was for you, or, or, or do you think it, it, it was really beneficial for someone with ADHD? I think I wasted most of my time at school. I was just sitting and I asked myself, could I be doing something more productive right now? I asked this question like a lot of times to myself.
1: Well, let me ask you three questions. I want you to answer these dead honest, okay? Yeah. Uh, how much smarter than you is your teacher, is a teacher? Is a teacher just a person like you and me, correct? So are the teachers super, super smart, or are they just regular people that have signed up to teach other people?
0: Well, I mean, uh, I we cannot judge. I, I mean, they can be smarter in in the topic they're teaching me, of course, I could be smarter in, for example, knowing about ADHD, and sure, it's, uh, sure. it depends on the topic.
1: <laughs> okay, so but we can agree that every teacher is not a super genius.
0: Yes, of course, yeah.
1: And I'm not I'm not dogging on any teachers for the record.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of them have been like super douchebags anyway. So <laughs>
1: okay, well we could say that too. But just for the sake of for the sake of this, let's just say that teachers are good people that want to help that have dedicated their lives to teaching other humans how to do something okay and when you go, when you go to a class you follow a curriculum yeah okay so and here's my third question do you think do you honestly think that 40 people have the same learning process
0: of course not yeah so i mean the the mission of edias doors is creating right like different
1: right curriculum right. anyway. so let me bring the point home so if people have different learning process right mm-hmm. all these different people then what kind of ego do you have to possibly think that you can teach all these people a subject and if you can't teach them all a subject you are wasting their time You are literally like a glorified babysitter. So let me tell you this, homeschooling is super awesome, not just for ADHD people, but for overachievers, for special needs, for underachievers, you know, for uh, bookworms, for extroverts, introverts. It depends because like you have to have a parent or a tutor or someone that wants to teach you in the style and the way that you need to learn so if you have that then homeschool is awesome
0: absolutely agree
1: but you know what i mean just because i don't believe that humans are made to sit in a room and and equalize you take the smartest people and you bring them down to this level and you take the dumbest people and try to bring them up and it's like it's a waste of time i think yeah i don't want to i don't
0: want to take my kids to school like i would be like your mother
1: right why what Yeah. why would you you know no No offense a lot of my <laughs> friends went to school my parents went to school and my parents hated it <laughs> oh
0: my god my par—my parents loved it and that's oh, all right. it was
1: it was a continuous
0: <laughs> class i mean of no no you will change your mind just wait until like you're 20. okay i'm 20 i didn't change my mind right now
1: <laughs> yes uh. yes no i hear that so uh, yeah but i think homeschooling was excellent to answer your question
0: all right well i think it is it is true so uh where, where did you meet other kids though how did you socialize i mean it was by uh it was through sports or
1: that is what everybody asks me Um uh, how did you meet other kids yeah well, i met other kids the neighbors see when i was growing up we didn't walk around like this <laughs> So when I was growing up, I had to knock on my neighbor's door and say, hi, like I live down the street. Do you have any kids? I literally knocked on the door and said, do you have kids? That's your first sales experience. (laughs) Hell yeah, it is. But it's my commission. My commission is a friend. That is the best commission ever. Yeah. Did you really do that? Like you went there all the time, all the the time, all the time. Every time I drove home, we would drive through the neighborhood and I would see kids right there. And I'd say, Mom, stop the car. I'd walk up the driveway. <laughs> Hi, my name is Michael. I live down the street. Like, do you have kids? <laughs> Why not?
0: You That's know, really what, cool. Like,
1: so And I think that was normal at that time too. Or yeah. not. No, probably not that normal, but like they liked it. And then we, um, we would ride our bikes. Um, one of my first like proud moments we would, uh, my dad bought me a shovel and a wheelbarrow and a Mm pickaxe when I was like nine years old and I built a dirt jumps for Mm -hmm. the BMX bike. Yeah. And so I had four neighborhood friends and they would all come over to my house. They They would just show up, knock on the door yeah and then we would ride our bikes and we would jump and we would fall and break bones and you know it was fun (laughs) (laughs) so um has has anyone like turned you down when when
0: you did this or something or was someone no one was
1: rude no because think about everybody has a a natural um they everyone wants to trust kids and if you have the balls to knock on the door some people are sick
0: man it's just that's why i'm asking
1: i guess but i didn't run into that i was yeah. very lucky yeah but i knocked on a lot of doors
0: <laughs> so, so uh when did you like know you had ADHD since you were a kid like at which age and uh and i how? mean would you would again yeah. like, go into your mom being like i have this this problem this problem this problem or
1: oh yeah um, well my mom is a teacher uh, my mom is a my mom owns a private school which is yeah. our home school um, and my mom didn't want to tell me that necessarily but I started to notice she had all these books you know like how to deal with ADHD how to heal it you know like yeah and also like when I would take other classes or sports or whatnot. Like I was always talking about something else. When I tried to play baseball, I was looking at the cars driving by instead of watching the ball. Like literally, <laughs> I could not focus for five seconds. Yeah. When I tried to when I tried to read a book, no. When I tried to read a book, the the words were swimming all over the page.
0: Really? Well, that's dyslexia.
1: No, they weren't backwards. It just I I didn't want to read oh okay not dyslexic not dyslexic because i thought i was dyslexic okay and dyslexia yes it is a lot of not a lot of people but some people do have that
0: yeah i have i had a friend who had dyslexia who told me who, who told me like when he was a kid he he when he tried to read uh texts it was literally changing forms it <laughs> yeah so well, maybe i
1: used to be and i overcame that <laughs>
0: no so I, i'm like what that, yeah. Well, that, look, that looks like a superpower. I mean, if it's changing forms, I would love to experience that. It's like being on LSD. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right?
0: So, um, what were we saying, by the way? Did you finish your, your sentence? Yes. That's okay. a good
1: question to ask. <laughs>
0: so, I asked you if you uh when you didn't know you had ADHD. So you didn't tell us the, the
1: age. Oh, I guess I didn't see. Yes. I still have it. Oh. Um uh, probably 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. 9 or 10. And this is also an uh when Was it This is when Ritalin was just starting to be big in the United States.
0: Well, was it like um how did you take the news? Was it like okay, cool. Right now I can know how I function this is really cool or were you not aware at this time and you were like oh my god I have a difference and I'm, I'm gonna be I, yeah fast. that's
1: what I, I have a difference but I nobody told me I had it I just knew that I had a problem
0: hmm no but I, when you knew it was ADHD were you like oh my god I have some something this is gonna alienate me Or well, did you just I, t- like-
1: well I knew for sure I was probably 15 or 16 Okay. And so then I, yes, the problem with knowing that or thinking that I should say is now I thought I have excuse.
0: Yes. I, this, this is exactly what happened to me. The now first I was year like, Oh something.
1: my God, I can't do it because I'm different or I can't do it because yeah. my brain just does not focus. Yeah, and then something very interesting happened one year later. Yes. So I showed you my hands, right? Yeah. Um, I learned how to focus okay. oh. on playing guitar. Yes, you told and me I this. I got really good at guitar, and I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, Whew. when I listen, don't forget mom, to play something for us. Oh, I'll play something. Yes, you want me to? Yes,
0: but finish your sentence. Okay. If you so, so so we don't forget it.
1: <laughs> okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I got really good at guitar. I mean, I was laser-focused. It took me two years to learn how to play some shit that most people with a regular hand could play in two weeks. Like literally, basic, basic, basic stuff. And, but I had to over-focus, laser-focus just to figure. And then once it clicked, it clicked forever. Once that clicked, now I'll tell you, I understand the art of mastery. And there is a book by Robert Green called The Art of Mastery that you should read. Mm-hmm. And you probably heard of it. Yes. But anyways, once I learned to master the guitar, it still took me like three years. Um, but once I learned that I actually I focus on things that I love, I learned something about ADHD. I learned that people with ADHD have a predisposition towards being less agreeable. In other words, you might be not agreeing with a mode of information or a mode of, of teaching. Mm-hmm. Not, but that doesn't mean that you're stupid. It means that your brain does literally rejects If someone says, read these 25 pages, you're like, I don't want to read these 25 pages. And your brain, you might not say that. You might say, okay, I want to read these 25 pages. But in your subconscious mind, your ADD mind, it says, no. (laughs) And you're not going to be able to read it. You're going to think about everything else. So, apart from it. Yes. And I'll tell you, learning the guitar is very tedious. It is Mm -hmm. not fun. The strings
0: hurt. I tried like twice or something, and I the strings hurt.
1: They hurt your fingers, you know. You have to tune it. It, uh, it's not fun.
0: Well, show us.
1: Okay, I'll show you. (laughs) So I've had this guitar since I was 15, and let me just take off my headphones. I can't hear you. This is. did you hear that
0: yes you can hear me now or not no did you hear that I heard that and man this is absolutely awesome I mean this is uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta play something for me and give it to me uh, in a mp3 file so I can uh, work out with it
1: (laughs) oh I write stuff all (laughs) the time
0: this is this is this makes me pumped this is you know (laughs) Holy shit, man! (laughs) I really, really want to learn how to do it. By the way, I just like picked up a guitar like twice, and I just forgot about it. Well, I regret this, and it makes you smart too. I mean, playing an instrument makes you really smart. Uh, Learning,
1: oh, you learning how to play the guitar was the gateway drug for learning how to focus because it took so many hours of studying that freaking thing. And then I didn't really have a lot of money and also the economy collapsed. I don't know if you know the recession of uh, 2008. Yes. Okay. So like when I broke my guitar, there's no way I was going to pay somebody to fix it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, so it's now affected, it affected you.
1: Yeah, now I buy my own parts. Like I literally I buy my own guitar parts, I solder them together with the wiring schematics, I adjust things how I want them to be, and then I take it apart and do it again. And that is requires a lot of focus and confidence, you know, you have to be confident in your skills. You know, like but to me it's not hard because I've learned to master that. And then I mastered yes. building the engines and I'll tell you that learning how, so this is this key that I wanted to share with everyone. Cause if I die tomorrow and nobody knows this, then people are going to still like be in the situation that I was in that hurt me so freaking bad. And that the key to unlocking ADD potential is learn something that you love, like legitimately love. Mm -hmm. And get really good at it to where you're confident and happy and then keep doing that because now you have a transferable skill I I make these watches I modify Seiko watches they're sick like I take like a, a $400 watch piece $500 watch and I change the parts and I take the movement out and put new hands like this one has Rolex hands and it has a lightning bolt for the second hand. <laughs> I've got a, an empty piece here. I'm gonna make one with a Maserati logo yeah. on the second hand, and that takes a lot of focus because like you're staring at the little thing. You have a tweezers and a little screwdriver, and and you get you put it all together, and then you look at it, and then there's dust in there, and then you gotta take it apart, blow it up. You know, it's yeah.
0: Do you have the hyperactive like uh, hyperactive uh type? Are you mostly hyperactive?
1: Yeah, can you tell? This is no I, caffeine. Uh, I can tell then. I can tell. <laughs> in my this case is it's no caffeine. Uh, in
0: my case it's a roller coaster.
1: Yes, I am a roller coaster. You too? But you caught me when when yesterday when we were going to do the interview I was really? And today you were like, "Do you want to do the interview?" I was like, <laughs>
0: yeah well
1: uh, i mean i
0: did a presentation uh two two weeks ago two weeks two days ago or or maybe yesterday i don't remember and i was on my hyperactive uh you know uh side so i was like talking and explaining the the projects etc and people who looked at me they were like oh man you really looked so good like people i didn't even know so i was like I was on my shit. I was on the floor at this time. It's just, but I want to figure out a way how to manipulate this and kind of uh, be in this state when I want to be in this state. And I think I found a way uh, by using triggers. Uh, but I mean. Oh, share that. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm probably going to share it in a video because I have to think about it because, as I said, I think I found a way. Uh, okay the problem with this thing is that when i'm not in the in the hyperactive side i really want to stay in, in 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 the like calm state right when i'm not in the in the energetic state and the hyperactive state i i love the state in which i am i don't want to change but mm. if i'm forced to for example because i i have to go to the gym i i have to associate kind of like some music. Uh, uh, with, with, with the energetic state and, and, uh, while taking caffeine or something and okay, then okay. this music, it's like a trigger that I have to be, uh, I have to be up right now. I have to be energetic right now. It's something I've heard, uh, like a year ago or something in an interview and unfortunately I didn't find it again. So that's, oh, that's how to go out alone again. <laughs>
1: That's a that's a brilliant piece of advice. Um, uh, I would, I've done that a lot since I was like a kid. When I would get in a good mood, I'd turn a song on. Yes. Every time I'm in a good mood, I put that song on. And then when I'm in a bad mood, I put the song on, and it goes Whoo, back to the good mood. But you have to do it several times. Yeah. And it's almost like you take your good mood, right? And then you close it in a box
0: yes and then you've and got it
1: in the box and you can and open it again
0: exactly and this by the way reminded me of something and it goes in the process of fighting addiction for example so let's imagine when you smoke weed with your friends for example you listen to the same type of music let's imagine it's the music that is in your phone's playlist, right so if you if you listen to that same music when you want to stop smoking, right? Imagine you want to, let's say you want to stop smoking. If you still have that same music on your playlist again and you listen to that music, it's like a trigger that is going to make you want to uh,
1: smoke. smoke, especially with weed. Yes. Because I it, used to smoke a lot of weed. It and I've listened to the music. Yeah, luckily for me, so I used to listen to like all, well, okay, I started listening to Metallica, Megadeth. And Pantera and Green Day. Those are like, and Rancid. Those are like my five favorite bands that I listened to when I was like 13, 14, 15. And then I got into like Eminem and Dr. Dre and Lil Wayne. And that was like 17, 18, 19. I listened to rap, mostly rap, when I would smoke weed, all the way up into my early 20s. Yeah. Cause then I bought, really nice stereos for my car, amplifier, amplifier, subwoofers, speakers, and I'd get like really into it. And um, I actually, and not to sound racist, but like a lot of the rap music that I used to listen to was really bad for my head because it would talk about like stuff that was really on a low level of life. Just, you know, mistreating people, stealing, smoking, doing drugs, You know abusing women a lot of rap talks about that and like it's pumping through my head all the time so i actually did stop listening to that stuff and i feel a lot better and i don't listen to the music that's a trigger point
0: yes that input basically you're getting exposed to some information and now since your brain sees that information pretty much all the time that you know when i say information is it's it could be anything like when you listen to this music the, the point of the music is in the information. So when you get exposed to this information pretty much all the time, I mean, your brain thinks that's the word, that's the reality. Well, if you were exposed to, uh, let's solve AI, let, let's, let's create AI, let's, uh, let's solve hunger, let's solve this and that. I mean, the people who have, who, um, whose brains are in this state, are in a, living in a way different world than those who only think about uh, drugs, uh, right? Gangsters, etc., killing people, uh, uh, scaring people off. Being, uh, can I, I
1: can I tie that whole thing into what I said at the beginning of the interview? Yes. Okay, it's the same thing as hiding from your true self because the people you just said that want to solve world hunger, they want to create good things, they are doing what they are supposed to do. Like, you could say it's your God-given gift or whatever, you are using who you really are in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. That is what those people are doing. Other people, and I've been the other people, are just going with the masses. They are listening to what's on the TV. You know, it's called a program. They're being programmed. They're listening to what's coming out of the radio. They are following But exactly. The... I mean, we're
0: we're all just following someone for those well, who are solving the hunger. Ex- yeah. 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 But I well, ain't well, following nobody <laughs> if I can well, avoid it. Who do you listen to most of the time? What do you listen to in for I mean you're following your role models basically? Absolute, that's what i'm
1: saying absolutely absolutely absolute, i'll give you absolutely absolutely right? but i don't so want to being inspired and who do i listen to okay so i listen to several different podcasts i like a guy named matt monero um he has a podcast called you need more money and he is a lot like me and he's just like he's always achieving something so i really like him he seems just like a chill guy Um, I'm not really into like the Grant Cardone or the big guys. I feel like it's just a sales pitch 24-7 and also my mind goes loses the attention immediately Um, I listen to books by Napoleon Hill over and over the If you want to really calibrate your brain in my opinion to a high high level and I'll come back on this podcast when I'm making fifty thousand a month US dollars every Mm -hmm. month and i'll tell you exactly how it helped me because i'm on that road right now yes but napoleon hill the law of success in 17 lessons it is like 900 pages and it's a big book and that book is I've listened to it once I'm on my second listen. Second one is Outwitting the Devil. It is a non-religious take on who the devil is. It's the negative side of everything and what it does to your head and I'll tell you this when I woke up you know we were talking about we were talking about the low end of the roller coaster. Yes. I woke up late this morning. I stayed up too late. I could not freaking sleep. I woke up, I just was like, oh, I can't do this. I, I can't do my workout. I don't have the energy. This is not a good decision. Oh, I shoulda, 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 shoulda. My mind was attacking me. I was in a low, I just wanna lay in my bed and maybe watch YouTube or I don't have to work because I own the company so I, I can go in later yeah. or whatever. And then I said, you know what? All of that right there is the devil. That's what it is it's the bad, it's the negative it's it's the, the whatever it is you know whether you're religious or not, we can all agree that negative shit is bad oh, so. well. <laughs> yeah water is water <laughs> water is water right whether and poison water is poison water right that's, <laughs> that's it okay so I tell you man, I was in the low end of the and look at me right now, and I'm just saying this because like after I, ca- I write, so instead of art in my bathroom, my, I, I have a master bedroom in the suite here. My bathroom has whiteboards on both of the walls and I write my five critical tasks for every day on the one along the, with some- In the bedroom. Yeah, and I have Eyes. positive notes. So while I'm brushing my teeth, shaving, whatever. I see the one and then the other one has longer term goals. Like there's still things that I wanna learn on the guitar there is a large apartment complex i want to develop there is this project i want to do there's that so that's on the one and then the shorter term like today and then a quote is on the other one and then in the bathroom where you know you take a leak i have another whiteboard right in front of you so every time i go in there there is four immediate goals staring at me in the face and maybe people don't need to do this but i lose focus if i don't keep reminding myself of the positives and the things that I need to keep focused on.
0: Yeah, I, my, in my case, I just forget. I mean, I, I, I could take a decision and forget about it. I could take like a critical decision, right? <laughs> and forget about it to the next day. Yeah. I would write it, but I mean, I would forget about it. And when I say forget about it, it's like the, this enthusiasm about it, this excitement about it, everything about it changes. Right? Gone. Yeah yeah that's why it's really important to write down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the I wish I had I, I wish I had more space in this like in my place here, uh, where I could uh where I could, okay like, you well
1: you will get a better place. It's pre- expensive over there, huh?
0: Um, in this yeah, oh, you could say so in like the the good places it's really it's pretty expensive.
1: Yeah, I see that.: Yeah, I see that. So, so let's, uh,
0: yeah, you had a question?
1: No, I was just gonna say I was, I derailed your thought process, <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no worries man, you didn't. I, it's,
1: it's getting derailed most of the
0: time along. So, <laughs> um, do you think the of course, I mean, I, I think you do think so. So do you think ADHD uh, has anything to do with your successes. I mean, you told me when you were a kid, you were making a shit ton of money, basically. When Dude, you were... okay. Do you think ADHD I... had a, something you benefited from yeah. in those things?
1: Yeah, because I feel like if I was able to focus, then I would have just focused on a boring job like all my friends. <laughs> Seriously, if I was able to focus, I would have been stuck in the in the paper mill. You know, I say that metaphorically speaking. Yeah, like I would have been stuck. Just, just...
0: And what did you do when you were in your twenties? Because you told me you were what? What were you making and you Mostly were you doing.
1: Well, mostly sales. You know, I've made I've always made thousands every couple of weeks just continually, um, whether it's car sales. Uh, my dad and I had a boxing gym, and I sold memberships, and I made a good amount of money there. I sold a lot of memberships, like... Um, God gracious. I was like continuing to keep like a 24000 or 23000 a month for boxing memberships. That's a lot of money, you know imagine, what
0: I mean? Like, Imagine if you had Facebook ads at that time. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> I sold cars in the recession. When I was 18 with them, and you know car salesmen are sharks. Yeah. Car salesmen are sharks. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I was eighteen, I was working with a bunch of big guys that were cheating me, lying to me. Oh Mike, there's a customer for you on the back. And I would go to the back and they just took the customer I was gonna talk to. And I learned a lot about that kind of stuff. What um, they do this, man? Oh yeah. This is messed up,
0: man. This is this is really thinking <laughs> thinking in the bottom like <laughs> yeah like the bottom level thinking
1: yeah oh yeah um i had oh when i was 22 i walked into a gym i moved from i was 21 sorry i moved from sacramento where the capital of california is to malibu california and I didn't have a job. I had like 5000 bucks and I had uh, a jacked up Toyota truck. It was pretty cool. But um I went to this one gym called the Malibu gym mm-hmm. and I looked around at the gym and my head's bu, 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 and I thought I'm going to work here. So, I walked up to the manager. I said, "Hi, I'm Mike Simarelli. I want to work at the front desk." <laughs> 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 and he goes, Come to my office. I said, I'd be a great addition to the gym. I can sell anything. I'm organized, which I'm not organized, but I could try to be organized. I was thinking I'll have papers, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. Um, actually, I am organized now. I wasn't then. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, but when you
0: say you're organized, you weren't like intentionally lying. You were really thinking you were going to be organized, right? yes and this, so, this is a problem with it is you you really oh, you
1: yes i was so something. enthusiastic so yeah. check this out i got a job for nine dollars an hour and i got two paychecks and within two weeks the manager was gone and my paycheck wasn't there and i was like oh so i called the owner and i said hi my paycheck's not here because you fired the manager um I want you to hire me as the manager, and I want you to give me a raise to $13.50 an hour. And then so I went from $9 to $13.50 an hour in two weeks. And then I kept working and I was like, oh, I should be a personal trainer. So this was only like a couple months later. Also, I was making commissions off selling memberships, just like I was doing with boxing a year before that. And I got a personal training and a nutrition Certification in California. So I used to teach uh, classes. I taught a class called Booty Camp, which was mostly for girls, but it was a great class and it was ADD as it gets. No, no, it was ADHD as it gets. It was like this, now this, now this, now this, now this, with like loud music and lots of different workouts and, you know, switching it up and different muscle groups. And I had one of the best classes at the gym and I was doing personal training and I was making commissions at the desk. I was doing really well again at that time. Um, The only problem was I was still partying too much because now I only live 30, 40 minutes from Hollywood. and Now I was going to Hollywood and spending three or $400 a day, you know, on drinks and this and that, getting into clubs. So I got out of that, I got into photography and real estate and short-term rentals which is really where my mind was blown um that was like my first rental that i did the house was seven million eight hundred thousand dollars and the owner let me rent it can you believe that that was my first one not like a five hundred thousand dollar house or anything it was almost eight million
0: what do you mean by let you rent it
1: he we he was trying to sell his house and it was on the market for one year and he I met him and he looked at me and he goes, do you know how to sell my house? And I, I got all enthusiastic. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, let's take it off the market and then short-term rent it. This is before Airbnb was big. This is just an idea. Let's take it off the market. We'll uh, make new furniture, this, that. We'll rent it to uh, photo shoots, music videos, artists. Movies, whatever, um, high end. And then we'll put together a pro forma and then we'll sell it to an investor in China. And I just made this up. Yeah. And then he said, okay, let's do it. And now I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with the help of some people that I'd met along the way, um, in a few months, we had it rented out a bunch of times, short term, bringing in a lot of money. Did did, did you
0: sell it later?
1: No, we didn't sell it later. Actually, it burnt to the ground. What? Did you know that? Did you know there's a big fire last year in California? It just burned last year. Yeah. Oh. So we didn't end up selling it. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't my doing. I I moved out of California uh, almost four years ago. Mm -hmm. I moved out three years ago. Three years and and four months three years and six months yeah So it sucks it's okay to
0: have your house like uh, burnt down I mean seven million dollars and uh,
1: that was one of several of my houses that I was renting so yeah. obviously no, if you I'm not talking one, about
0: I'm not talking about like you I'm talking about like the owner oh, to have, and imagine yeah. like
1: for, for the for
0: most people generally they spend their lives just trying to build a home and Looking for the perfect home for their life.
1: Yeah, my country they
0: call it the 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 life cemetery.
1: Oh wow! Really? That's And and,
0: and like they and and they love it. Like I mean, I'm just gonna. I need to find my life cemetery or something. (laughs) I I I don't like this thinking. I hate. That's
1: okay. That's okay. Yeah, I don't either. I don't. I don't agree with that whatsoever. Um, but that is a problem. You know, in my opinion, that is a problem. I don't think that's a good thing. I think that people should want to have a great life. People should want things and people should look in the mirror and say, I deserve that shit.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but whatever, that's just what I think. Um,
0: so, uh, what do you think about, uh, personal, aware- personal awareness in terms of, uh, the, it's importance uh, for ADHD entrepreneurs to run in their business and, uh, and you know and learning about their adhd how much personal do you think people should spend
1: more efforts into developing their personal awareness um Did- let me restructure that with a different answer i think that people should focus on three areas yes and i think that these three areas affect everything you do whether you're adhd or not but it's especially if you are like you or me. Um, The first area is discipline. The second area is accountability. And the third area is confidence. Because you can be, if you're not focused, you can fix or you can supplement that with discipline. And the only way you can become disciplined is you have to be accountable. Can you repeat them so discipline? accountability. Yeah. Confidence. Okay. I think that those are the three key functions that affect everything that a doer needs to do. Mm -hmm. I think and I, I will probably prove this to be massively successful is a person that can excel in personal discipline, accountability and confidence is going to be like if you can't fail if you get there it's true you, literally that is the recipe for success in my opinion
0: yeah i mean uh, someone would would uh, probably say oh but you need the idea but then ideas are everywhere and if you have these three then you could test each idea fast and then you could fail at it and learn from it and then start the other one and Your confidence is going to keep you starting over and over. Your discipline is going to enable you to work fast. And you said accountability, the other one, right? Yes. You want me to give you
1: some, yeah. You want me to give you some examples on accountability?
0: No, I, I mean, give it, if you think you need to give an example. Well,
1: I want to give a, a deeper example of accountability. Oh, um, not be, not because I think you need to, but because I want to share this yes, and and just put it on the record. So, um, if you own a business and you're selling a product, mm-hmm. you are directly accountable for the product you're selling. Mm-hmm. Now, in my opinion, okay, do you do you like enneagrams? You know the personality. I'm a three. I'm an achiever. Okay, it's really important to me, and I think it should be important to everybody. To be genuine and authentic. And what does that mean? If I sell you a product, I have to be accountable for that product. Yes. That product needs to be good and it needs to be genuine. It needs to be what I say it is, right? If I sell you this watch, right, this is a great watch. I have to guarantee this is a great watch. If I say that this watch has all authentic parts and it's in working condition and this and this and this and it's not, that means I'm not accountable yes so if I am a a social media marketing agency and I'm selling you leads a lot of people listening to this are in the new wave of entrepreneur that are doing things online okay like social media marketing and if you are doing something like that and you're selling people bad leads or you're leading a company to believe you can help them when really you can't you're gonna fucking fail because you are not accountable
0: yeah I mean when you talked about this some companies in my some agencies in my country in morocco not not in here in france so in my country what do they do they sell like they sell uh the uh impressions so they how do how do they do it they give a price like for for impressions we're going to reach this and that and then they look for an audience that that is too cheap to reach those Impressions, and it's like the most fucked up thing to do ever. How yeah, it these is. People it's completely actually succeed up. or something, uh, and a lot of people are just making money just this way, and they're they're like using uh, people's lack of knowledge about this thing because most business owners, especially in my country, are old. They're uh, they've built their wealth, etc., and they're using their uh, money for I mean and they're losing the lack of noise to make money and yes it's, it's uh, true it's fucked up that's, that's fucked true
1: up. here too and and you know the secret that's it you know the secret that's a secret a lot of people don't know that also a lot of people don't know that a lot of these Instagram accounts with 200,000 followers are bullshit yeah like they get a hundred likes or 3,000 likes or whatever even
0: if they get a lot of likes What is their still
1: bullshit too. Yeah, Yeah. that's still bullshit. Even if they get them, then what are the comments? And even if
0: they're not fake, what is your added value to people? Are you just here trying to pollute the, the society or are you trying to make a difference?
1: Yeah. And you know, that's a big thing too. Like as somebody with a problem focusing, if I get on my phone and I start studying this, 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 right? Um, it is very likely that someone like me um, will go straight down the rabbit hole say if I'm in a business like that um, into just uh, into okay now I can do this now I can sell this product now I can sell this product now I can sell this product and I start doing so many things so spread thin I might even be enthusiastic on it but I if I'm not accountable I might start selling a bunch of shitty products like, and like you said, Facebook ads, for example. People, since do social marketing, they sell Facebook ads. They sell leads, right? Okay, what are these leads? How do they work? Who are these people? Are these just fuck nuts that fill out their email that's not even real? Now you have a lead? What is a lead? A lead on Zillow? Zillow's a very reputable company. In my county here, it's a very, very wealthy <coughs> county. It's called Williamson County, and A lead in a prime zip code here is like $190 for one lead. And you want to know what? It has a 5% chance of closing. That means you need to have 20 leads to close a deal. Yeah. That means, think about that for a second. Now you have, so people that are just starting in real estate, they don't want to keep spending $200 and then calling somebody hello and then getting hung up on. So then a, a person will come in, hi, I'll give you all these leads. And then they give them a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. So, so they want to
0: do the work. They want to find.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, oh, how about this? What about the drop shipping problem? Do, do you buy stuff on eBay in your country? No. Okay. I I, mean, love-
0: uh, I don't know if it's interesting. I just,
1: sold, I just sold something on eBay. I (laughs) bought I bought an old camera at a garage sale, like really cheap, and then I sold it for two times what I paid for it. (laughs) What is what it is? Um, I I probably could have got more, but anyways, I buy and sell a lot of stuff on eBay. I like watch parts, and there are so many like counterfeit, cheap Chinese watch parts, the same exact picture. And then if you just go on AliExpress. Or like uh DH Gate, you know the drop shipping companies from China, yes. or the, the the suppliers, you see all the same pictures on there. It's just it's like a big giant. Jo- so this is because so many people are doing this, but I feel yeah. like there's a problem. I feel like it's polluting the marketplace. With yeah, shit. Well,
0: exactly. I mean when you sell something that you know is not worth the quality is bad, uh, I've I've made this mistake with a, with a friend just a while ago where we tried to sell, fortunately no one bought it, uh, but uh, we tried to sell a machine, a uh, uh, sewer machine or something like that, you know, for sewing And sure. uh, once we run on ads, we've had some feedback of people commenting saying it's, it's a scam and I was explaining it's not a scam, et cetera, it's not a scam, it's not a scam. But then after doing more research, I just found out that the product is really fucked up. It's a really bad product. And we decided to stop just for this because I mean, I was, I was like, first of all, it's unethical. Second of all, it's uh, we're just gonna, if we do build a, an audience or a list with those, what could we do with it? Since people are just gonna hate you anyway, because they're gonna buy this thing. They're gonna be like, this city company bought me this shitty thing and uh, <laughs> this shitty thing, and now I hate them I don't want to do any I don't want to have anything to do with them again
1: no that's and that's that's responsible that's good of you to do that you know yeah. like, why why would you mislead people I don't know man maybe I have a soft heart sometimes I could be a real asshole not gonna lie but I also have a soft heart and I feel for people Like. I did I tell you I have 10 younger siblings. So I have ten. six sisters, I have six sisters and I have four brothers. And I'm a big brother and if I saw somebody taking advantage of one of my sisters or one of my brothers, whoo boy I get mad. Mm. Now if it's not my sister or not my brother, I get sad, you know. I think why why, why are you doing that to that person. Yeah, I see.
0: So huh? um let's just I'm going to change the topic because we uh sure. so what do you uh, do you did you take medication and how long did you take it and what do you think about it
1: great question I think it sucks Um, Uh I discovered if I take Adderall um, I can clean my room I can read but what it does to me is it strips me of my higher level creativity so When i take adderall i can play the same stuff on the guitar faster but i don't create as good of new stuff why does that matter imagine if i was in business it means i could clean the office you know i could do the same things i already knew how to do but in business i want every little competitive edge possible and I will I will use my discipline and and that process I told you earlier with the neuro pathways I will use my my new power of habit and my discipline to force myself to focus until I'm having fun yeah. Instead of taking a medication to focus um, My I... blunt thought on medication is you do not need it I think it's unnatural and I don't think it's a good invention I also know people that have taken it for 15 years or 20 years, and they can't function without it. And I look at that and I think, "Oh, like you poor guy! Like you were so smart when I knew you as a kid. You were so smart, and now you're only smart when you take your blue pill or the the little um, the ones with the beads, the orange and white, or the Vyvanse and the other stuff. I get it. It can help you study. It can help you with this, but." at what cost if you're pushing your brain unnaturally with amphetamine salts, which is Adderall amphetamines Mm -hmm. like methamphetamine, but amphetamine salts. If you're pushing your brain all the time just to function, it means you are missing something else.
0: And I think what, what happens too is that they forget, they forget how they were really before medication. And the only thing that stays is a belief that they were, non-functional like at all Mm. before so uh, this this happened to me and and you get this memory this uh, when you try to think about how you were before you kind of don't feel because the only thing you you remember is is the last thing you thought about at that specific moment so you kind of remember your anger about not being able to function in a specific uh, uh set in a specific environment or in a specific situation absolutely so I think, but and I, mean, I
1: think that's so sad but but
0: since since it strips you away from um your creativity let's just say that do you
1: agree with that
0: uh i i do agree i've heard a lot of people say the same but i mean uh would you why not use it as a as a hack for when uh, it's you need to be performing, and because it would help you perform faster. For example, with the guitar, so perform something you've already produced, you've already created. Why not do it at this specific moment, and that's it. And uh, not use it on a regular regular basis all the time. That's how I think about things. And I would not love for me. I would not love at all to take something permanently. Uh, of my life.
1: I, I feel I that 20s. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna discount that I'm definitely especially if your brain is already wired to it Who am I to tell you that that's not a good idea? I'll tell you personally a high dose of caffeine Gives me an edge. It's not as much but a high dose of caffeine. I'm still super compa- I'm even more creative um, if I have like two full cups of coffee American size, you know big mm-hmm. coffees you know, Americans drink a lot yeah. of coffee, you know, Europeans drink a little bit of the coffee with a little <laughs> bit of, you know, um, I'm like, what is this? You know, I'm drinking a cup this big, but I don't, yeah, I don't,
0: I, I try to stay away from a lot of stimulants most of the time in my case, Ca- I hear uh, you. whether it's coffee or I would, uh, you know, I love the state, I, when it comes to medication, coffee, whatever, not for me all the time, but I would take it if I just need to go perform uh, in a presentation, for example, and be like, no, I'm just going to do this once. It's once a week or once a month or something like that. Why not take something that is going to give me an edge real quick? And I know I that, that when when I give it some space a lot of time, I know that it's also going to give me more, it's going to hit me harder than if I do it on a daily basis or... If-
1: no, I, I hear that. I hear that. Um, and I, I am, I'm on board with that. So, okay. so, um, uh, how, how do you
0: manage your time right now? Cause you say you're organized. How do you manage your time and how do you stay motivated to keep managing your time?
1: I wake up as early as possible and I work out first thing. So I get my head moving and then I write down the critical tasks that I need to do for that day hopefully i wrote them out the day before but i write out the critical tasks and the critical tasks could be like one and then this 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 is this, this two this 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 is this, this. Um, i know that as long as i am furthering my physical health my mental health and my bank account and then my family too i don't want to leave family last family is very important My family, you know, my relationships, as long as I'm working on those four things, I'm doing good. So if I go to bed at the end of the day saying, okay, I put in a lot of effort, like I couldn't have done better. Then I think that that's how I manage my day. I do not do well. Usually when I have a schedule, this, 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 930, 1030, I feel like a prisoner. And I think maybe that's a problem, but I don't know how to fix that yet. So how do I manage my time? I use yellow pads. You know, I write down the punch list of stuff and I do it and then I get satisfaction of crossing it out, crossing it out. That's how I do it. How about you?
0: Um, it depends. Okay. Actually, it depends. Sometimes I would have like, I would just have a completely structured time of, from this to that, I would be here. From this to that, I would meditate. From this to that, I would pray. From this to that, I would, I'm, gonna, I'm going to sleep or I'm going to read, et cetera. So it's really managed and uh, other times, I just want to be really, really uh, free and just do the things that I have to do in the moment in which I have to be doing them.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Yeah so uh my next question is going to be uh what's your hard, what's the hardest period you've been through in your company man huh
1: startup always startup <laughs> i've started up several small businesses and failed and some of the, they all made money but i've started up several things and failed you know um the hardest thing is is um real estate is kind of like this in my area of real estate agents fail in the first year Mm -hmm. and Most of the real estate agents that succeed are females So think about how that (laughs) I have a small percentage so I know that so my my hardest thing was um, You know you dive into something for yourself either you have another job you have a spouse that has income or you have a bunch of money saved up. So luckily I had some money saved up, but then it started running out. You know, I, I got kind of dry on the deals. I actually went into another company in the middle of starting this company and then came back, you know, ADD, I guess. But um, the hardest period was the startup and to gain the trust and also to to gain the confidence. Remember I said three things, confidence, discipline, accountability, I didn't have confidence. So how am I supposed to walk up to you and say, hi, mister, I'm an expert. I am exactly the person you need to talk to. We are gonna have a great partnership and we are gonna not only have an amazing time capitalizing on this sale, but your next investment is gonna be so much better. Like, there's no way you're gonna be able to say that if you're not an expert. And if you're not an expert, how do you get to be an expert if you can't do any deals because you don't have the confidence? I'll tell you, discipline. You read and you study every freaking day. It's a great up,
0: fucking cycle, man. It's a that great, is it. that, that is, is, that is something, that is the best thing I've heard today. I, I've heard this month, by the way, <laughs> the way you just explained it, like it's, it makes so much sense, man. It's, it, Thank you. and I'm sure someone who's reading this right now would, would probably like have some, uh, how do we call
1: it? Breakthrough?
0: Yeah, breakthrough. Exactly. That's
1: it. That, that's the key man. That, that is the freaking key. Ooh, when I leave here. <laughs> oh, when I get on the phone, I'm going to be like, bam <laughs> <laughs> But it's true that's the that's the hardest cycle But what I just gave you is the antidote for the heart That's the hardest thing I could think of the hardest thing I could think of is not having any customers and then not having the confidence to get them Yeah, dude, if you don't have confidence, you don't have shit. Exactly. And how do you get the confidence if you don't have the deals how do you exactly. get the deals if you don't have the confidence you yes. supplement with the discipline to learn the stuff so exactly. that you can perform because anybody will give you a chance if you know a lot hey I haven't sold the house but I know more than all the other Realtors not only that I know the legal the codes I can add like a freaking calculator Brrr. like there's a lot of things that you can say to get a first deal and then once you have one deal going immediately, it doesn't matter if it's drop shipping or what it you know, I just sold this to this person. Now you can be relatable. Yes. That all- Okay, sorry, we had a technical problem. Can you continue, Mike? <laughs> yes. No, I, my partner Chelsea um for work is so freaking good. While we've been doing this interview, she has been doing exactly what I trained and what I've worked with her on you know, I mean, she trains me on a lot of things. I'm not going to take that credit, but I have trained her on a lot of stuff and she is on fire right now. Your partner, not, like your romantic partner, or real a- estate partner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could be romantic. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. Anyway. long story. No, anyways, um, Hopefully. Yeah, it's, it's a uh, dude. She's a freaking beast she is like really 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 revving up the engine how um okay so we are shifting from residential to commercial real estate because one thing i love about investors is investors look at numbers and what are numbers they don't lie they're just there so when you're putting together a price on something it's not about oh the kitchen is facing this way and the 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 colors of the cabinets and no it's like you're gonna buy this property with this much money and have this much output like I like that shit so I have been I grew up in commercial construction I didn't mention that earlier but my dad owns a commercial construction business and in between all those other jobs I've worked for my dad and I've also done sales for them and I've also done all sorts of different tasks from you, permitting and stuff man you i know i think
0: for now <laughs> you're the, the the guy who did the most things in his life <laughs> and then our next guest is going to be a, a lawyer and she, she she's doing acting at the same time but I mean, and i was like okay this is this is some crazy thing but now <laughs> you mike are the are, you are on the lead <laughs>
1: well uh you can tell the lawyer that i support her doing multiple things
0: yes I'll, i will tell her that tell this her i interview. support it
1: and go go go
0: yeah
1: so anyways yeah where were we before you or the you were talking was, about
0: the numbers uh that was numbers. it yeah that, that was that it. was it so i'm gonna ask you then the next question so tell us a little bit about your the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey talking about entrepreneurial and not your sales journey.
1: Um, it started with sales.
0: So it started with, it's based on sales.
1: Oh yeah. The entrepreneurial journey started when I was 12 because my parents didn't want to buy me a mountain bike. No, they didn't want to buy me a PlayStation 2. And I really wanted a PlayStation 2. And when I was on swim team, remember I said I was on swim team? They had a fundraiser and whoever raises the most money wins a PlayStation 2. And two controllers and four games. I was like, whoa. So I start going knocking on people's door and collecting like $5 a door, right? Or $2, $20, whatever. And a lot of people say no. You know what I mean? Like I had to sell them on supporting the swim team. And it's easy when you're a kid because you're non threatening. But also, it's very easy to tell a kid no. So I would come back, and you know, I was getting like a week away from winning the PlayStation. And um, one of the, I had like three hundred bucks. I thought I was doing pretty good because most people only raise like twenty to fifty dollars. And this other kid, his parents gave him five hundred dollars. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, yeah? No, not yet. Uh, Ten minutes. Okay." I got ten minutes. Okay. So, anyways, um, Sorry.: Yes. So I, um, I went door to, door to 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 door, and I increased the ante on my sales pitch. I even went back to some of the people, like if I saw the husband, and I hit up the husband instead of the wife, because I already hit up the wife, and I raised like a thousand dollars, and I swooped that PlayStation, and that felt <laughs> really good. So the next year it was a mountain bike a nice mountain bike and I won that. I gave it to my sister. And the next year it was a motor scooter and I won that and I kept it. And the point of this is I got really good at door-to-door sales. So then I printed out on yellow piece of paper Mike's car wash and I bought some soap and some wax and a scrubbing brush and a nozzle and I went door-to-door and I gave them my flyer. I want to wash your car for ten to thirty dollars or whatever so my first like really um entrepreneurial venture was mike's car wash so
0: i mean now whenever you think about a project the first thing you do is let's just see if if it's working let's just start with the sales right
1: um no the first thing i do now is i quantify what i've got i i make sure that I have a genuine authentic good product right mm-hmm. first thing I do is no sales the first thing I do is I sell it to myself I see yeah once I sell it to myself I can't I'm a ball of fire <laughs> I can't stop
0: hmm that's how
1: you. I work so uh, we have quite a few questions
0: uh, remaining but Yes, we have 10 minutes and we're ADHD and we talk a lot. Let's go, let's uh, go. I'm, I'm going to ask you uh, the most important one. If you talk the if, you, it, if it takes you a long time to answer, I'm just going to, we're just going to wrap it up in this question because it's the most important one. So uh, just what works for you in terms of managing your ADHD basically?
1: Well, what worked for me was that process I explained. The process was you recorrect your habits to focus. So, so whether it's quitting the addiction, you have to start focusing a little bit. Oh, here's what works for me. Pick something <laughs> I really, really love and focus on it for a long time. A lot.
0: That's building That's exactly the okay, awesome. It's pick,
1: you pick the one thing you love and you focus on it and you become an expert at it and Boom. then you
0: and then you can change if you want yes like you, you can change
1: it's very easy because now yeah. you know the process you pick you pick you pick you study 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 you try 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 and you achieve 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 now you can sell 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 that's it all
0: right and what would you tell those who adopt the victim's mindset because of their adhd and who <coughs> who use adhd right now as the ultimate excuse for anything I know we're not, I'm not trying to bash anything, by the way, anyone like sure, this, by sure. the way. We've just all been there and we're talking about oh, our yeah. uh, our difference, so.
1: Okay, I would say this. Find me on Instagram and send me a message. It's Mike Cimarelli Jr. M-I-K-E-C-I-M-O-R-E-L-L-I-J-R. Mike Cimarelli Jr. Send me a message and I will tell you this again. You are not alone you are not disabled you are not affected as much as you think or people tell you and you are special and you have the ability to focus and you have the ability to achieve great things if you take the time to become disciplined accountable and confident
0: confident well mike i think you uh put it into the perfect words thank you man for uh for joining us and for those who want to find you, it's just the same place, right? Instagram.
1: Mike uh, Cimarelli Jr.
0: Awesome. Yep. So thank you for this awesome interview and thank you for answering all the questions, man. And uh, you know what? Take care and uh, you go do you.
1: <laughs> all right, buddy. Over and out. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, man. Take care. Bye now. I've been going solo for all too long And it's time, it's time to move on ADH20